August 14th, 2016, my boy, Luca Augustine Wagner showed up into the world and, uh, man, what a gift he's been to my wife and I. And one thing about him, he is so precious, so cute, all that good stuff. But man, that kid does not know how to sleep at night and we are exhausted. It's now been, you know, coming up on six months on Valentine's day. And up until like two weeks ago, prior to two weeks ago, it was like, I don't know if I hit an REM in like four months. And they came one morning, uh, and when I say morning, I mean like 2 a.m., where uh, I'm up, he's screaming, I'm changing his diaper. And uh, I just say, babe, I think I'm done having kids. And typically in those moments, you're not supposed to make those kind of statements, but I was so in need of rest. I was so in need of sleep. I was so exhausted, just hoping and praying that this kid would change gears and uh, let his pops have a little rest. My name is Ernie. And I'm Stephen, and this is Devouts, an invitation to pause and set our minds on things above. And today we're continuing talking about Matthew 11 and Jesus' invitation to those who are weary and heavy laden to come to him, and he will give them rest. So today we're going to talk about rest and what rest really looks like. There are times where we're just dying for a nap and just want a good night's sleep. And we think about rest in a very physical, literal way. And that's important. And certainly rest goes beyond that physical aspect. And you think about rest in a more lasting way, a deeper way, and you really get into peace. The physical rest doesn't last because inevitably you're going to get tired again. But we really strive for a rest that does last and that does weather the storm. We want the rest that gives us peace, even when things are crazy. In Psalms, the verse says, cease striving and know that I am God. I like that translation when we talk about rest because it's this nice contrast. Cease striving and know that I am God. Because striving just feels like the opposite of rest. Striving to me leads me to this place of sometimes fruitful, sometimes productive, but just endless work and how we long for that rest and that peace. So there are times where we know we really need that rest. We're dying for it when you wake up in the middle of the night with a crying baby. And there's other times where we, I think, are blind to our need for rest. When we're on the hamster wheel and we say, how can I rest? I've got so much work to do. I've got such a heavy load to carry. And you're telling me to rest? It's like it works sometimes. If there's a deadline approaching and someone is freaking out and very obviously very stressed out. And a teammate just calmly suggests, uh, hey, bro, why don't you take a quick break? And the freaking out guy's like, break? Do I look like I've got time to take a break? There's a story in the Bible that I love that reminds me of this. So the disciples are out in the boat. The waves are coming. The storm is approaching. These guys are freaking out. And so they look back and they see, they see Jesus asleep in the boat. And so they wake him up and and scream at him. And Jesus calmly tells the waves, peace, be still. So I love the story because we see Jesus literally getting some rest, but also showing us just this beautiful, laughable peace and a different type of rest amidst the storm. So he says, come to me, 
all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Again, like we talked about last episode, there's this implied promise that when you come to me and when you're weary and when you're heavy laden, when you come to me, I will give you rest. I love the the thing that you mentioned earlier about there's there's this physical need for rest. There's this clear understanding of of maybe our, our hearts and, and their its need to have peace and rest. And then there's this more blind perspective where we don't understand how bad we need rest because we're so uh, uh, such a cog in the wheel that we don't understand that we're uh, our souls are in desperate need of rest. And so he says, "Come to me, and I'll give you rest." The one who says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest, is the same one who says, all things have been handed over to me by my father. He says, I can provide peace in your life because I'm in control. And I think that we're not able to give him control of our lives because we don't believe that we can trust him because we don't believe that he has our lives. And so we hold on, we hoard like a wounded dog. We, we guard our lives, protecting our lives, and we find ourselves frantic and worried. And he says, when you come to me, when you let go, when you realize that you're weary, it's in that place of open hands, of submission to me, that's where we find rest. And so this applies to us practically. This applies to us in real time. This isn't just something that's, oh, that's that's something good for Sunday mornings between 9 and 11, depending upon when you show up to, to church. But it's real to us when we realize that when the gospel becomes real, becomes more real to us because it's constantly becoming more real. When I know that I'm his, when I know that he's mine, when I know that I cannot be taken from him when I know that I have nothing to prove that I'm loved by Jesus. Like Romans 8 says, neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor principalities nor anything in all creation can separate me from the love of Jesus. When I know that that's real and that begins to trickle into my heart, when I know that I have nothing to prove, it shapes my identity and therefore shapes everything about me. And this is why it's practical. This is why as Christians, We can get so busy in the American machine that we can forget that we're invited into a place of rest. Does that mean that we spend all of our time in church? No. Does that mean that we have to quit our jobs and start ministry jobs? No. But it means that in the midst of our lives, in the midst of the chaos, we're allowed, invited into, enter into this invitation that Jesus says with implied promises, come to me those who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, if I were a betting man, I would bet that no one I know has ever said, I wish I was exhausted and I wished I was burned out. See, we live in this frantic society and Jesus meets us in the 21st century and says, I can give you inward peace and rest, but it comes not by trying to find your inner self, No, it comes by coming to Jesus. And in that place, we have rest. So yes, there's times where physically, like my little dude and the way he's so kindly um, causing his parents to not sleep, there's times when we need physical rest. And that's not what Jesus is talking about here. He's he's talking about a, a soul rest. He's talking about a inner rest that he will provide if we come to him. And the rest goes beyond just physical rest and even beyond peace. Jesus offers rest from the burden of sin. And that rest is a a deep well of, of lasting rest. When we know that he has redeemed us, we have assurance. When I think about the power of that assurance, 
I think about a man who had to face the death of his daughters. And shortly after that, his wife died when her ship sank. And as he reached the place where her ship sank, he wrote a famous hymn saying, It is well with my soul. Man, to have that level of peace, even when things are crumbling in his world, that's the lasting deep rest that Jesus offers. So the call to action this week is straightforward. Jesus says in John 15, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. And from that comes rest and peace. See you next time.